0: I must uh, say, first of all, that I'm very glad to be here. Uh, it would be great if uh, my country is closer to <laughs> to join the first conductor' seminar, and not to leave as early as today. Unfortunately, so I apologize for that. Uh, I'm very happy, glad to, for uh, for the invitation I received. Um, The issues which are addressed in this seminar uh, belong among those key issues which I try to address in my own research, Uh, but nevertheless I was a little bit confused because I'm coming from a little bit different context. Uh, Not too much different, but different enough that some of these issues are perhaps addressed in a little bit different way. Nevertheless, there is one point which is, I would say, common everywhere in today's Europe. Uh, Well, uh, what is uh, the common point, uh, regardless from which part of Europe or the globe we are coming? This is a high consensus uh, on the importance of research in the comprehensive mission of teacher education uh, today. Uh, But uh, we all know there are many questions uh, which uh, address uh, the background of this, uh, let me say, consensus. Uh, One of them, of course, uh, is the key one. What do we understand under research or research mission of teacher education institutions? Uh, Should we understand that uh, the research mission of the teacher education institutions is only in collecting data on effectiveness of learning and teaching, or is it perhaps something broader? Um, Inclusion of the research component in uh, teacher education is in general, of course, generally positive. However, there are these open questions which require a thorough uh, consideration. And I would like to contribute to the discussion by um, connecting the issue uh, of research and teacher education to the internal dynamic, even tensions and conflicts, within the academic space, within the uh, struggles of academic tribes and territories, if I may borrow from a famous book, which appeared, I think, three decades ago, and I will come later to again. Uh, Some of these questions, as I already mentioned, will be addressed from uh, a specific context of Central and East European uh, countries, uh, which uh, naturally, uh, in some points, uh, bring significant differences in relation to the British context, but nevertheless, I think that this will refresh the discussion uh, overall. Before moving to the, uh, into the subject, uh, allow me some preliminary uh, thesis to clarify my approach. First, uh, initial teacher education has been universitized, if I may corrupt English language, uh, over the last two or three decades. If uh, hair is gray, then you should remember the situation when teacher education in various European countries was either on upper secondary level or usually two years' tertiary education. And then a change occurred. With this change, differences in initial teacher education have decreased. With this decreased differences, I understand, first of all, that the, the, the time of spent for the initial education of teachers expanded. And secondly, that status of teachers also uh, changed. In the past, still with my generation uh, the, at university, teachers for upper secondary schools were trained in different track than primary and or kindergarten. Uh, In my country, as in many other countries in Europe, nowadays these teachers are all on the same level with a salary, promotion, and so on and so forth. So these are absolutely important changes. Now, teacher education, of course, was integrated into universities, either universities General or universities of applied sciences, as we see in some countries. And with this inclusion into universities, teacher education has been subjected to dynamic relationships. I will not go more in detail, I will come later to this. Uh, the last decade of the previous century and the first decade of, the, of this century in addition, this was not only inclusion of teacher education into universities, but universities were subjected to a profound reforms. In most parts of Europe, we call this reforms Bologna reforms, and this was this, of course, overlapped integration into the universities on one side, while universities have been thoroughly reformed and. Uh, uh, this, of course, made uh, a huge impact on integration of teacher education into new position. Last but not least, uh, differently than uh, the, the, the traditional uh, professions like lawyers and medical doctors and so on and so forth, uh, teachers are in a way a delayed profession, but they actually teachers in my understanding have become a profession with these changes over the last 20 years but this shift this this reform has been parallel to another trend which we observe in our societies the trend of deprofessionalization so there is quite a lot of diverse even contradictory trends within which teacher education has actually progressed over the last two to three decades. Now I will uh, uh, look into some uh, policy documents on teacher education. Since the beginning of uh, this century uh, we know a strong stronger and stronger. (laughs) Emphasis on modernization of teacher education has been visible Europe-wide and uh, worldwide. Despite the unity uh, that the initial teacher education must lead to a higher education degree and must contain a research, a strong research dimension, the arguments between the different stakeholders can be quite different. And now, this is the first quotation out of four. This one is taken from a policy document uh, by which the European Commission entered the field of teacher education policy. This was in 2005. Uh, It was not popular to address these issues before, last but not least, because teacher education was understood as the national uh, sphere, and Brussels should not interfere into it. With the Bologna Process and other uh, changes in higher education, this of course came to the front. What can we read here? Actually, quite, quite nice words about about um, teacher uh, about teachers who should be graduates from a higher education institutions or equivalent. So, no more non higher education degrees as requirements for teaching in our schools and kindergartens. Secondly, and this is of course very important, this was in the context of the Bologna process around 2005, teacher education programs should be delivered in all three cycles of higher education. So PhD should be owned also by teacher education departments, faculty, schools, which was not the case in most countries before. And last but not least, the stress on the research and evidence-based practice. Well, this is European Commission 2005. Yeah. Until nowadays, they published a series of such documents, and they are more or less in parallel with what we can read here. Uh, this is why I will uh, change now with uh, another, uh, with, with, uh, with a quite different stakeholder, with ETUC. Uh, you know the, the, the European Trade Union uh, Committee for Education? Yeah so this is another approach but we can find a very very similar uh, um, ideas here Higher education status for teacher education qualifications is supported by this organization and uh, the ETUC will strongly resist any attempt to diminish this status Yeah so this is not only about policy makers at the European level or national level this is also the position of that of the trade unions And even more, they say, we strongly assert that professional education, at least to master's level in the Bologna system, should become the objective for all teachers. So this is what I mentioned already before. Now, now, all teachers, kindergarten teachers to upper uh, secondary school teachers, are on the same levels. Uh, There is another... uh, European Commission document from 2010 a bit later which is uh, uh, interesting from another point of view namely uh, this document is treating teachers as professionals equal to professionals in other traditional fields uh, this is, of course, something what I what I find new in this policy dimension, uh, namely, to claim that uh, teachers have a responsibility to extend the boundaries of professional knowledge through a commitment to reflective practice and so on and so forth. So they do not only transmit knowledge which is made somewhere else, yeah. And They are technicians and so on. More than that, they are reflective practitioners. You know the term, the term is much older. But here it is used to make teachers a profession. I think that this is very important, maybe not in all countries in Europe in the same way, but with us in the Central Europe. This was very important that way that usually teachers at the upper secondary level identify themselves not as teachers, but as mathematicians. Uh, I don't know uh, historians uh, and so linguists and so on. Not as teachers. Teachers' identity was identity at the level of primary school. Yeah, and now we have another kind of understanding. This uh, further on, uh, coming to very modern recent document uh, from OECD. I guess you know it. This is maybe uh, an attempt to synthesize the development I presented. In particular, if you look here to this second paragraph, there are four points which are put to the front. All teachers should have a pre-service formal teacher education qualification. We know what it means. Secondly, induction and mentoring come to the front as well. Third, classroom-based research—not so not any research, but classroom-based research. What it means it's another question. And finally, the network, uh, the networks of teachers. What means professionalism within within the within the teaching teaching profession. Okay. So uh, now, from this, uh, from checking these documents, uh, I will now try to. Mm, continue with uh, addressing a question, how do these recommendations resonate at teacher education institutions? So how these policy recommendations or let me say trade union positions and so on, do they have any impact in teacher education institutions? Um, I will use here uh, results from surveys and research of various kinds. And, uh, let's start with um, with this uh, 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 picture from Eurodoc uh, report on uh, teachers in Europe, the, the teachers education in Europe from two thousand fifteen. Perhaps you know it. What is interesting in this in, in this uh, uh, picture? The picture asks about uh, the, um, uh, the ta- asks teachers in lower secondary education in all EU countries, uh, which type of professional development activity they, uh, they uh, took over the last 12 months and what is interesting here it is that research is quite unpopular. yeah the most uh, popular one these are courses and workshops <laughs> you know varia. yeah but the second it is research. So what, what do teachers mean by that? Why is it so popular? why is it such so much in, in the front? Do we have any evidence what is done in this research? Uh, the next slide belongs to Professor Carrie Smith, uh, whom I met uh, just a couple of weeks ago while preparing for this seminar here. And I borrowed from her slides this one. So in the uh, uh, input app, you know the, the project input app, uh, there are There is also one of the UK universities uh, you can, you can Google it, you can find it. This is quite interesting Erasmus project. Uh, so they, uh, among others, they asked uh, the um, um, you know, teacher educators, what is their affiliation, what is their identity? And very interesting, very, very few identify as researchers. One half of them identify as teacher educator and then two quarters as teacher or academic, two quite diverse positions, of course. And there is just just a tiny group which identifies as we are researchers. So on the other side, teachers in schools, majority of them do research. So what is it? With what, what phenomenon do we have here? Uh, another uh, uh, data from uh, EASER, uh, conference, 2015 in this case, but nothing uh, uh, important uh, has changed until nowadays. We will see in Bolzano this, this, uh, this uh, uh, September, but I think the results will remain the same. This is number of presentations in the in EASER the networks. You are familiar with EASER? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, who is on the top? Teacher education research, followed by higher education research followed by policy studies, assessment, those fields which have been traditional hard research in the education research field. If you look a little bit more into the, if you make a little bit more content analysis of this, if you see 400 presentations, then you could say that these are actually reports from reflective practitioners on the tertiary or higher education level. So my uh, hypothesis here was that actually first question, why are they doing that? And my hypothesis was that because they must do it for promotion within universities. Presentations at conferences and publications are, of course, the key to succeed. Uh, At my uh, uh, center. Uh, we, uh, a few years ago, we conducted a survey on teacher education in European context and we asked uh, the senior staff and heads of teacher education schools uh, about what have been their aims uh, in designing new master, Bologna master programs for future teachers. In most cases, in most countries of Europe, these were the first master level teacher education programs. Unsurprisingly, the aim to offer a research qualification has ranked very high in this survey. So, most, almost, uh, most, most uh, frequent response was to provide an advanced degree qualification, naturally, and the second one was to provide a research qualification. Uh, it's again interesting because the other, an- another, another survey uh, 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 which we saw earlier says only 5% of teacher educators (laughs) identify as researchers. Uh, uh, We looked in in this survey, we looked a little bit more in details, and this is one of these uh, features. Uh, This is um, the the question, namely, is uh, related to the ambition to deliver uh, study programs at all three cycles of higher education, as we uh, uh, heard earlier in one of the documents. And uh, this is a result, a result of our survey. We asked, how do you see the organization of your degrees over the next five to 10 years? Red means we don't believe that this will be no. a scenario. And green is, yes, of course, uh, uh, what they expect in the future. So awarding all three degrees, this is a common belief with almost all countries and all systems of teacher education in Europe. With uh, the most enthusiastic about this are some countries from south, east and southeast. These these, These teacher education systems in the past were quite often on upper secondary level or two years degrees while on the other side we can find some red figures among those countries where teacher education was not or has not yet been integrated into the into the uh, university so we have two different groups but nevertheless in general as an average uh, the teacher educators the leaders of teacher education institutions there were 500 plus institutions interviewed here they believe that the future is Delivering all three uh, uh, degrees or all three uh, degrees on all three cycles, which of course means that there should be a strong research component within these institutions. Uh, We also asked uh, how do they see the organisation of the institution, and uh, majority answer is this will be an independent uh, faculty or school within university. And almost nobody believes that teacher education could be uh, uh, delivered uh, outside universities in colleges like it used to be in the past. And now, surprise, surprise, we asked uh, a dirty question about uh, your financial situation and your academic status in the future. And uh, this is, at least to me, this was a real surprise. Uh, uh, respondents believe that their financial t- situation will be worse in future. But their academic statements will improve. This is a paradox, mm-hmm. if not a contradiction. Yeah, but nevertheless, so this, this is, again, about these mixed feelings and approaches and plans within teacher education in Europe over the last, let's say, decade or so, which of course uh, raises a number of uh, questions. I will try to uh, synthesize a few of them by saying that by joining uh, the university's teacher education linked its curriculum more closely to the academic disciplines, strengthened research uh, component, gained autonomy. This is very, very positive. In particular, in former socialist countries, this is in, I, really important because of its relative independence <coughs> from government. However, there are certain issues which are not so positive. Teacher education can be treated as a cash cow within the university. I, I, I Actually, I, I borrowed this, uh, this term um, you know, from Linda Darling-Hammond, cash cow, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it really looks... Uh, like this, uh, uh, if, if you observe uh, uh, individual universities. Uh, according to international statistics, uh, we know that about 10% of all higher education students enroll in study programs leading uh, to uh, teacher or educator qualification. And th- this is of course a very, very strong group, which brings a lot of money to the university. Now it is this question, what kind of organization should we allow within university to this particular group? uh, Another issue, which is important, uh, this is how I believe, it is that uh, um, integration of teacher education into the academic uh, space uh, uh, was not possible without uh, mastering uh, traditional, without without uh, 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 adopting the established standards. Uh, from uh, traditional disciplines. One of them is that uh, research is attributed to greater ways than teaching. This was not the case with previous organization of teacher education. Now it, it has changed. So instead of uh, uh, designing, developing its own academic standards, standards which fit to the nature of teacher education, Teacher education field simply adopted standards which were developed in other parts of the academia, of course, according to the nature of these other parts, and I think that this is one of the main of the main failures of developments over the last the last uh, couple of years. Uh, surprisingly, how little research has been done uh, on this aspect uh, so far. Uh, nevertheless, I would like to briefly uh, show two quotations from uh, very, very known uh, uh, authors. You know this one. You know what they say. This is actually only one paragraph in the book, but the paragraph we, which we should put uh, uh, to the front of our discussion. Another one from not less known <laughs> <laughs> scholar who uh, says something similar. Yeah. So we need to understand this internal academic uh, wars between tribes and territories and position our uh, future within this this field. Uh, Now to go towards the conclusion, the Bologna report. What does it uh, uh, bring forward in addition to what we discussed? Uh, what I discussed uh, so far this is internal or intra-academic challenge to teacher education now we come to external challenges and of course education reforms have always been a challenge to uh, education teacher education, teacher educators Uh, higher education uh, reforms uh, uh, known uh, uh, under the uh, uh, symbol of Bologna Uh, followed a common agenda, a common European agenda. But uh, we know today very well that different disciplines, different higher education institutions, not to mention different countries, adopted it it in different ways. And this means that uh, in some way maybe that uh, uh, European landscape of higher education as well as teacher education is nowadays even more diverse than it used to be before. uh, there are many pros and cons regarding these reports, or have been over the last decade. Uh, uh, in, the, in, in the survey, uh, which I uh, done at my uh, uh, center a couple of years ago, which I mentioned earlier, we also uh, asked about the uh, uh, position of the teacher education institutions towards the Bologna reports. And, uh, What did we find? In many countries, teacher education institutions have been more positive about Bologna reform than the traditional established institutions and the fields like science, medicine, law, and so on. So teacher educators are pros, and the old guys are cons. My thesis is that reforms um, allowed for uh, allowed uh, new aspirations and ambitions for those institutions or those fields that traditionally belong to the marginal part of the sector, or for newcomers into the university field. However, the price had to be paid for this, and I think that I mentioned this price already. So, just very briefly, this is uh, again from Euridice, uh, and shows this uh, increase of. Uh, Uh, entering teacher qualification in Europe, this was in 2015, 17 countries already required a master level grade one primary school. And nowadays uh, this figure is even higher. So what does it mean? It's not so simple. On one hand this looks very positive, in particular, for us, working at education departments, yeah, <laughs> because there are more students, more money. However, on the other side, this asks uh, serious questions. Uh, further on, from the survey o- from before, again, did uh, the, the Bologna make a promotion uh, to you, to your institution, and so on? And the answer was yes. Where from? Mainly, again, Southeast Europe the least developed uh, systems of teacher education and on the other hand also some countries with uh, non-university teacher education non-university track what we already saw above. but on the other side we have a number of countries with traditionally strong teacher degrees which are very very red very simple to say and we did a similar, uh, a, similar, uh, uh, we had a similar look also to universities, not only to, to teacher education departments. And uh, this was in the Western Balkans, so one of those regions down in South uh, East uh, Europe, which is very, very rarely on the agenda of seminars and conferences. This is why I put it here. What did we found here? Um, these are countries. And we have at least uh, three of them. This is one Albania, the other one Kosovo and Macedonia, uh, northern Macedonia, from a couple of days ago, uh, where we found that new universities are very positive about Bologna, while traditional, the oldest universities countries, ah, absolutely they reject. Yeah? So this is of course also uh, 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 an item which deserves which deserves uh, our our uh, attention in further. A discussion. Okay. So, let's uh, go to uh, uh, to conclude. Uh, I believe that education reforms are not the only challenge. Uh, e- even more than that. Uh, as educators, we very often take part in education reforms in our countries. New textbooks have to be written. Who will write them if not at our department? And so on. But there are also challenges which come from outside of this, let me say, natural educational uh, 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 field, from politics and generally from societal changes. And one of them, of course, is actually uh, related to uh, politics directly. These are austerity measures from the last press. In my country, budgets for, uh, uh, budget for education, public education, was decreased for 20%. At the same time, we expect teachers to become professionals doing research, uh, the studying uh, for, for initial qualification for a longer period, and of course, teacher educators should do more research. This is a contradiction again, isn't it? Further on, there is quite a lot of misunderstandings of the role of education. And this is a clash in many, many countries, if not in all countries in Europe nowadays. The question of, uh, can we understand education just uh, as, a, as a mere instrumentalization? Or do we have to do something else in initial teacher education and teachers later in schools? <coughs> there is quite often a discussion on non-attractiveness of the teaching profession nowadays. If you look into the European Commission documents, obviously the documents, this is uh, actually a very, very frequent term. But we must ask, what does it mean? Why? Why it is not attractive? Maybe it is also related to the changed understanding of the role of education. And uh, last but not least, as I mentioned uh, already uh, at the beginning, uh, teacher uh, profession. Uh, is also put in the deprofessionalization uh, uh, context and to the age of populism. I will try to illustrate this with two or three quotations and conclude. Um, teachers are, I would like to say, still a profession in the making. I don't believe that generally in Europe teachers are a made profession, they are profession in the making. Its power and influence. Which is always important for professions to be a profession is comparatively lower than this is the case with lawyers medical doctors and so on and so forth and teachers identity still looks rather fragmented if we don't have time to discuss this but if you observe clashes between teacher trade unions and governments in europe then you will see this difference because Teacher trade unions can be quite separated about some important political issues in the country. And this means that this common identity is obviously still missing. On the other hand, um, an extended discussion is taking place on the deprofessionalization. I just try to, to take a few uh, quotations here. Professor, professional, to illustrate it, professional model is losing legitimacy autonomy is restricted uh, in the name of accountability. So these are new trends which were not observed, let's say, in a uh, late 19th century or beginning of 20th century when sociology had a lot to say about raising professionalism in our societies. Uh, even more than that, and here I come to, to the question of, uh, of uh, uh, populism. Uh, Media report about the effectiveness and ineffectiveness of teachers and teaching. And the field of teaching is subject to unwarranted public criticism and consequently deprofessionalization. This is from a report, uh, from an American report, a recent one. Um, These criticisms uh, often uh, express a lack of understanding, this is criticisms in media, also in yellow media, if wish. Uh, a, a, a lack of understanding of actual processes and uh, the research reports. Just a uh, reminder of uh, scandals in media regarding the PISA results. A couple of years ago, there was a totally upset situation in Germany, if you remember, one. Okay. so on. But if you, if you try to read it carefully, then you see that there is no reason for that that or at least we should approach the issue from another point of view, not from a point of view of, of a scandal. And here I think, finally, that I will jump over uh, uh, one slide and come to this one that uh, we need to be aware that the so-called, uh, the, challenge, the populist challenge is coming not only to university campus, campuses, but also to university departments of teaching and that we don't address this issue seriously. There are two uh, um, colleagues, Alan Hatzekul, whom you surely know. Uh, Do you know uh, um, uh, Michel Ignatia? Yes. Yes. Yes? Uh, The the director of the uh, uh, Central European University in Budapest, uh, which is under severe pressure of the populist uh, Mm -hmm. government in Hungary. And it seems that university will Uh, withdrawn from uh, Hungary uh, because they can't work there anymore. So these are of course issues which I think we should also uh, 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 put on our agenda because education uh, is an issue which is uh, in the front of uh, public interest and maybe as an issue corrupted with the populist discourse which spreads all across Europe nowadays. To make a conclusion, I would assume, if we speak about the future, that teacher education will remain within universities. Universities slash University of Applied Sciences. But the characteristics of university space will continue to change significantly, as it was the case in the last two decades not in the same direction. Uh, the, 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 the challenge of populism is a very new challenge, very different from what we actually uh, experienced with the Bologna reforms over the last two decades. Uh, and uh, these challenges, of course, are not only challenges to the uh, university rectors or presidents or boards and so on. These challenges are challenges to all university departments. We need to uh, discuss. What could this mean at teacher education level? Uh, If I may make a modest recommendation, then my recommendation would be that in future, in near future, of course, teacher education must pay more attention to seeking and consolidating its own identity and its own academic standards within the university space. And as we discuss today, as we try to answer today the question, is there any space for education within universities? I am actually somehow encouraged with, uh, with the present trend to, uh, uh, towards uh, uh, quality learning and teaching in higher education. Uh, a month ago, uh, there was a ministerial Bologna conference, anniversary one, well, 20 years of the Sorbonne Declaration in Paris. And uh, nothing new in the document, in the communique, but one paragraph strengthening the importance of learning and, in, and teaching in higher education, which was actually an obsolete uh, field for many, many years. Uh, Gerd mentioned earlier that these claims are quite often made based on the needs of uh, our customers and so on and so forth. I would only propose here to. Ch- to change it, to shift it across, and to say uh, to address it within academic space, within universities, not for the sake of parents and uh, taxpayers and so on and so forth, but for the sake of what we are doing at universities. And here, I think, we can find uh, some room for maneuver to consolidate the identity of teacher education and to strengthen its position within the academic field. I don't know how much convince, convincing I was, but <laughs> I'm ready for yeah, your question provocation question and uh, Thank you. questions. Thank you very much. Thank you.